Hey guys, welcome back to Couple Goals with SM. Hello. Happy belated Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. Maybe. It is actual Mother's Day as we record this. So yes, to all the good moms out there, happy Mother's Day. To all the shitty moms, go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself, die to fire. So. What's up? What is up? Logan sent us a funny news story. You want to share that? I thought you had it. You want me to share it? Awesome. I was going to share. I have an anecdote. Oh, I don't I'll have share a news story. Hold on, I'll share it. Let me get into my text. Logan sent us a funny news story for Mother's Day. The... San Diego Padres changed their Twitter username to Madres for Mother's Day and Padres immediately got snatched up by some random kid. <laughs> immediately, because instead of changing their name, their display name, they changed their actual Twitter handle to to Madres, which it's still Madres, but it was like some some kid, some college kid, Ricky Padilla or Padilla, I'm guessing. But yeah, he uh, they got it back since like they literally wrote this article an hour and a half ago. And of course, Twitter stepped in and got the name back. But is that what happened? Yeah. Man, I was hoping that kid would get a payoff for just right. for being smart, just <laughs> for, for, for squatting on something that jumping on it that quickly, taking advantage of somebody's mistake who instead of changing their display name, which you can change anytime, however many times you want without any type of actual effect. Yeah. They changed their Twitter handle, which is very strange. Which is not smart. That is not smart. But yeah, so they, uh, yeah, so that was funny. That's dumb. Yeah. Dumb as a box of rocks. Like, what kind of moron changes that shit? All right, so. So what, what anecdote do you have? So, oh, so I have an never anecdote. mind. I know what anecdote you have. So I, I follow some really cool people on Twitter. I try to avoid all the, the nonsense, but it still pops up because people retweet stuff. Everybody knows I don't even go on Twitter. Which is the smart thing to do. Yeah. However, I, I follow some amazing people. A lot of them are uh, comic book creators and stuff. And I follow uh, a guy named Dan Slott. He is my all-time favorite Spider-Man comic book writer. I'll never not think of Slott as being, like, 30. <laughs> is it is it because of the Beavis and Butthead Do America movie? I don't when know. When they're talking, when, when they're on the plane and they're talking to the lady about going to Vegas... And she, she's like, I'm going to play the schlots. <laughs> and and they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah. I want to get some schlots, too. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the only reason I, I can think I, of it. I, it might be. And it's funny because like. I'm really I'm hoping like there's some loose schlots there. <laughs> uh, that might be why. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I'm guessing that's why. It has to have some, something to do with them. Uh, so anyway, Dan Slot, amazing, uh, amazing Spider-Man writer, who's also an amazing writer. Uh, he just he tweeted out uh, need a name for a super villain cannon that creates or induces giant tidal waves so here's the tricky bit there's no space to explain it you need to hear it and immediately get it and the first thing that popped in my mind was hurricanon right that's what you said hurricanon and I I ran, I ran it by Maggie and Maggie immediately shot it down said it was stupid but I had already sent my tweet my suggestion in why did you think it was stupid? Well, because I don't understand anything that has to do with science. So you didn't know that hurricanes caused right. So giant I waves. I was like, hurricane is a weather thing. It so, like rains or whatever. Yeah, but the the winds kind of make for some really big waves. So I did some double checking to make sure I wasn't just an idiot. Because well, I don't understand science in the least. But I immediately just assumed I was a moron. But I'd already posted or whatever, and I looked it up and it. Google said that, yeah, right. turns yeah. out that uh, you get giant tidal waves from hurricanes. Anyway, turns out like about a minute before I posted, Dan Slot, the great Dan Slot, was he said, I was thinking of either Hurricane or Wavenator or something like that. And and then he so I was like, oh, oh, immediately I was very excited because he, he landed on something that I see. Now, granted, he he thought of it before he saw my suggestion. Yeah, uh, but the the idea is still there that we thought of the same thing. I thought of something as good as Dan Slot, and then ultimately he landed on Hurricane. He said, "He said, guys, I'm going with Hurricane," and then he he replied to my tweet and everything with the old great minds think alike thing, which is awesome. So I I basically collaborated with with Dan Slot on a comic book idea. He works for Marvel, no big deal. 
Uh, well, I mean, it's almost like you work for Marvel <laughs> without any kind of... Let's not of... go too far, but I did collaborate <laughs> with Dan Slott. So that was that was really cool. And I just recommended one of his comics to to our friend Esty. Friend of the show, Esty. The last issue of Amazing Spider-Man that he did. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue number 801. If for whatever reason you you've never read comics, but you're for for whatever reason you you, you think oh, I want to try comics out, just download a copy of Amazing Spider-Man 801. You can download comics through Amazon for like two or three bucks an issue. And it's a self-contained story that to me, it's it's a perfect little Spider-Man story. And also it just kind of sums up what you can do in 22 pages of a comic book. Amazing Spider-Man 801. Okay. So yeah, that's my that's my cool little celebrity interaction. Collaboration. Collaborated. You know why I don't go on Twitter? Because one time I was on Twitter <laughs> and I talked to Jeremy Piven. I made you didn't a talk joke. to Jeremy Piven. No, I didn't. I made a joke about Jeremy Piven and this local comedian, Ryan Dalton. Well, you made a joke about him. About Ryan Dalton, the local comedian, yeah. that he looked like Jerry, Jeremy Piven, and you like and tagged Ryan both Dalton, of them. And Ryan Dalton was like, "Ha ha ha, that's true." And then like retweeted my shit because they, like, they had similar profile pics. They have very time. similar looked, profile pictures. They had the same balding. Yeah. And Jeremy Piven was like, he sent me hate DMs. Yeah. And Jeremy blocked <laughs> me. And then blocked you as if you said, as if I'm a problem, <laughs> as if I'm a shit starter, and I cause issues. The, Jeremy Piven sent me a hate DM. That will be always be funny. So I'm like, you know what? Twitter is not the place for me. Because you weren't trolling. I wasn't. You made a funny. It was a legitimately was a, funny tweet. And it was an And he got very upset that you, you said something about his being bald or bald men looking alike. He was like, look at all this hair. How you doing? He did like the. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. And I was it like, was I'm insane. fine. I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm, and doing it's like, I'm doing OK. But he got yeah, very offended. He got very offended as if he didn't play the guy who played George Costanza in the pilot. <laughs> right. He was auditioning or no, he got the role, right? Yeah, he, he got, got the, the role, role of George Costanza in, in the, in the Seinfeld, in the Seinfeld, Seinfeld uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> the Jerry version of Seinfeld for TV and Seinfeld. It's like, bitch, you played a bald guy on TV. You were bald in PCU. Like, you were bald. Right. I'm sorry you got plugs or whatever. There's now you're sensitive about it. There's a lot of photographic it. and video evidence of this fact. Yeah. But he sent me a hate DM, which I have screenshots of. Yeah. I saved it. Because that's very funny. And I've never gotten a hate DM. I have. Not from a celebrity. I mean, I've gotten... Well, I've never, no, I don't think I've ever gotten a DM. I've gotten, like, nasty tweets, but I think everybody has. But yeah, Jeremy Piven at least kept it on the DL and sent it to me through a DM. And I was yeah. like, and then, he knew it was somewhat embarrassing, but at the right. same time, he still created a trail that if you wanted to retweet all that and like, look at this, which, which, which I did. did. I sure shit like, did. Check out Jeremy Piven getting sensitive. And then Ryan Dalton was like, look at this shit. Right. I'm like, yeah. That yeah, was great. Fucking whatever. Good all stuff. Right. So, yeah, that's why I don't hang out on Twitter, because that's the shit that's going down on Twitter. <laughs> Like Jeremy Piven's. There's a lot worse him. things than that going on on Twitter. Well, there's a lot worse things. I'd but... much rather just get hate DMs from Jeremy Piven than see the the weird SJW outrage culture nonsense going on at all that times. That really wasn't happening back then. No, it wasn't. This was this was years ago, and that's what it is now. Though it's just a platform for people who it's for a new breed of bullies that they think they're bullying bullies or something. Right. It's really weird. They're like, but they decide who. Who gets bullied? Somehow they're better at it. It's some kind of weird reverse bullying, but it's still bullying. Right. I don't like it. (laughs) I'm not there for it. But I left back when celebrities were bullying little people for making (laughs) jokes. And I was like, I don't like this platform. It was a a solid joke. I was like. You also got like Hannibal Burris tweeted you. Andrew WK tweeted nice stuff to you. Oh, yeah. I was I was like because I was new. I was on the platform. Back in the day, I was I was a social influencer. Like, remember, yeah. like I was always new to the platforms. I was right. always first. So I was like out there with the people. Yeah. But that Jeremy Piven shit on me. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is <laughs> not like, the platform. I was for just me. making a joke, Jeremy Piven. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. I'm not. Hey, Jenny Slater. Hey, Jenny Slater. Hey, Jenny Slater. <laughs> I, like, I, lo- I love him in Gross Point Blank. You know, you know what? He can go fuck himself. <laughs> Sandpaper dildo. I'm not there for it. <laughs> Sandpaper dildos. All right. 
All right, real quick housekeeping. Uh, we're on Patreon, Couple Goals Podcast. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're we're everywhere: Instagram, Facebook. We're not on Twitter. Like us, follow us, Twitter. sign up, donate, log in, register, <laughs> share, like, retweet. What else can we do? What would you register for? Uh, it's something, and then well, I guess like you have it. to register I don't know. for Patreon. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do all the things and tell 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 everyone about Couple Goals Podcast and what an amazing podcast it is. I can't breathe out of my left nostril because I'm allergic to the cat that we have and that we've had for like 13 years. And he insists on coming in during the day and sleeping on my pillow. How did we end up getting cats? The first cat I genuinely wanted because I didn't realize how allergic I was. No, but I knew you were allergic. Well, I knew I was allergic. You knew you were allergic. But I didn't know how allergic I was. And I told one. you we shouldn't get a cat. We definitely should get a female cat. And so well, of course dead. we got a female she's cat. Dead. And I so told you that did not work out at all. That was not a sound investment. That cat is dead. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> I'm not and rubbing in the, the fact that she's cat, dead. The second cat, Mason was like. So you open the door to cats. So the second cat, Mason went. Now this cat pees on her stuff. Well, he hasn't recently, but yeah, he has in the past. Yeah. But this cat, my mom. And um, Mason went to the vet to get my mom. My, my parents' dogs are like always ill because they get these inbred fucking dogs. That happens when you get purebreds. Yeah. They just hump their brothers and then like. Yeah. They do not turn spread out the these, gene pool out Yeah. At all. Then they turn out these like dogs that live to like they're three and then they have bad hips at one. And then they're like, I don't understand. <laughs> so anyway, they had to go to the vet to pick up some medicine for this, like, you know, three month old dog that was already dying. And <laughs> they're like, oh, it's, it's like, there's all these cats and at the vet's office and they're fifty dollars for this black kitten. And Mason was like, oh, I want it. And it's like, OK, well, Mason, you don't really get to make judgment calls or two or whatever. <laughs> right. And my mom was like, oh, I'm going to let Mason make a judgment call because he's two. Right. And I'm I'm a bad person. She was person. full of great decisions. Remember when she let them play with cookie cut metal cookie cutters? Metal cookie cutters, and then she she let Logan do it, and then yeah. and then Logan came down the hallway with his hands bloodied, and it's like, oh, I didn't realize metal cookie cutters would cut your kid. <laughs> She's like, let me go get that butcher block out of that room now. <laughs> let me go, let me go, just be the worst parent ever. So anyway, she uh yeah, so she got Mason that the cat that we have now, right. When he was they a like waived the fee too. Like it ended up being well, free for some reason. Yeah. So she paid fifty bucks and then instead of like them actually charging it to her, they just credited her account because she spent so much money there because um, she buys inbred ass dogs. <laughs> so there she's just there that all are the just time. always like kicking the bucket at like four instead yeah, they, of they living to like live thirteen. Or, they live like to they like should. seven or eight, it seems yeah, like. They die real young because that's what happens when you have inbred ass dogs. Yeah. Like the one dog got a hip replacement surgery or knee replacement surgery at one. Eesh. Come on. Yeah, that can't be normal. Spread out the gene pool. Yeah. So, like, that's why you get mixed dogs and, like, you know, right. shelter dogs and stuff. So, because you can get, like, an eight-year-old shelter dog and still get another eight years out of it. And it lives longer than your your dog that you paid a grand for. Right. From a breeder. Right. So, whatever. All right, soapbox. So, anyway, I'm allergic to this cat. So, now my nose is all stuffy. <laughs> But I've been dealing with it for like I've been dealing with these cat issues for like 13, 15 years or whatever. So at this point, I'll just do it until he dies. It's fine. It's not a big deal, but I'm not sick. It's just allergies. Well, I am sick, but that's a different issue. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, housekeeping's over. Anything what do you else? what do you have for us this week? My topic this week's weird. Ready to get weird? Yeah. That reminded me of Darkwing Duck for some reason. Let's get dangerous. Let's get dangerous. Yeah. It's tiger style. <laughs> All right. So we are going to talk about the wow signal. Do you know what that is? That may anything to do with World of Warcraft. No. Oh, okay. Then no. <laughs> I do not know. No. So thanks to NASA's Kepler mission, astronomers have identified more than a thousand Earth-sized planets in our tiny corner of the Milky Way galaxy alone. Hmm. Multiply those 
thousand potentially inhabitable planets by the vastness of the of space and time and it seems inconceivable that we are the only intelligent life forms right right yeah okay i've always i've never been like a believer you know i've never been like an x-files like i believe but at the same time i think it's arrogant to think that there isn't any other life out there intelligent life out there too just because they ha- i don't believe those people who say they've had alien encounters but at the same time it's like there's got to be aliens though right it only it makes seems, sense to it me. really does seem arrogant to think that yeah it's just us just this one planet so anyway so are we alone in the universe so this question is what launched the first scientific search for extraterrestrial intelligent so se do you know what SETI, SETI is yeah, yeah SETI. okay in the 70s In 1973, the Ohio State University Radio Observatory, known as Big Ear. Do you know what this is? No. Okay. Began scanning the skies for the slightest traces of extraterrestrial transmissions, blips in in deafening silence of space. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So Jerry Ehrman was an Ohio State professor volunteering for Big Ear SETI in the summer of 77. Every couple of days, a bike messenger would arrive at Airman's Airman's office with a pile of printouts generated by the telescope's mainframe computer. This thankless job was to scan the mind-numbing numbers for anomalies, anything that stood out from the consistent low hum and background radiation. So anyone who's seen Twin Peaks, it's like it's like Bobby's dad's job. Yeah. When he saw like Cooper, Cooper, Cooper show up in that. Yeah. It's like that. And you can actually see a picture of the wow signal. Okay. What Jerry found. So on August 15th, 1977, the Big Ear picked up an inexplicable, inexplicably mysterious signal originating near the Sagittarius constellation. He was surprised by the numbers he saw on the computer readout detailing an the intensity of the signal and he wrote wow next to the findings coining its name to this day the wow signal remains the strongest candidate for an alien radio transmission ever detected Hmm. so what makes the signal so abnormal now this was in 77 so it's been over 40 years yeah for one research has researchers have long hypothesized that aliens would choose to communicate at a frequency near the emitted near that emitted by hydrogen since hydrogen is the most common element in the universe okay i have no idea why you would hypothesize that that's but i guess it makes sense <laughs> I'm, I'm just why i'm just like okay to smart people i guess it makes sense <laughs> just taking your word for everything you're saying right now right like we have a kid who wants to be a physicist so i guess that makes sense to him <laughs> right doesn't make sense to me so that is something hypothesized by apparently smart people and Molly Gallagher, a graduate student, or I'm sorry, a graduate research associate at the Department of Astrology. The WOW signal occurred at almost this exact expected frequency and was about 30 times more intense than all of the surrounding noise. Wow. Yeah, right? So over the years, people have considered different theories, Gallagher said. It is not a comet which was originally in in 2017 when they were approaching the 40 year anniversary, people tried to debunk it again and they were like, it was definitely a comet. Okay. So this is, this is actually like most of my research came from the Ohio state university. They have a whole section on it. Okay. So it's not a comet and there aren't any planets. There weren't any planets in that area at the time. There were not any known asteroids in the area that could have reflected light. So it, it sticks around in popular culture in the scientific mind because it cannot be explained. Now, after the wow signal was detected, scientists scoured the skies with radio telescopes um, significantly more sensitive than the big ear to try and locate it again, and nothing was found. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So the wow signal, it seems, it had vanished. Its abrupt materialization and swift disappearance has added to its peculiarity and as such it has been very difficult to study nothing as far as understanding of what it is or where it has come from has ever actually been discovered gallagher said it exists as the lure of what might be aliens 
And though the big ear was disassembled in the late 90s, the search for life beyond our planet has not diminished. Breakthrough Listen, a part of Breakthrough Initiatives funded by Yuri Milner, Mark Zuckerberg, and the late Stephen Hawking, continues comprehensive SETI research. With $100 million in private funding, Breakthrough Listen is, a study, is studying radio waves from our galaxy, 1 million of the nearest stars, and 100 of the closest galaxies for alien life. The program began in 19, or I'm sorry, in 2016 and is set to run through 2026. The tool used by Breakthrough Listen to search for aliens is in Green Bank is is the Green Bank Bank Telescope in Green Bank, West Virginia, which a group of um, Ohio State astronomy and physics students visited last spring. Oh, sorry. Located away from civilization within the na- the National Radio Quiet Zone, the gigantic 485 foot a tall telescope is used to measure a vast array of objects and phenomena in outer space from supermassive black holes to signs of extraterrestrial intelligence. It does this by observing radio frequencies from space, which are emitted by various things like galaxies, n- neutron stars, and star forming gases. If aliens exist and are trying to contact earth, the, the GBT would pick up the transmission But it comes to question, was the wow signal aliens? And if so, the the case remains unsolved. But here's the thing. You need to consider that humankind used the Arecibo radio transmission to send one single message out into outer space in 1974. Yeah. And then they received one single message back in 1977. Hmm. So that's it. I mean, like... They only sent one message. They only got one message back. I was just thinking about the fact, and I'm sure I'm not the first person to have this thought, but I was thinking about all how, you know, alien autopsy and all those UFO pictures and all these supposed abductions that have happened. <coughs> it seems it's just kind of funny to me that now that everybody has a camera with them at all times. Yeah. No, all these ever... pictures have disappeared. <laughs> like, no, you never see that anymore. Right. You never see that anymore. But. This this thing seems the most credible out of anything that's yeah ever no no, no. I'm not disparaging that I'm I'm like I said I I I believe that there has to be other life out there it, to, the idea that there isn't it, it's, it's so just arrogant. crazy yeah uh, but it's I like have everything never believed... taking place in America in all the movies yeah <laughs> it's the same kind of arrogance I've just I've never believed alien abduction stories or, or the little gray man and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Area 50. I believe Area 51 is real. That's a real site. Well, yeah, it exists. Yeah. And, you know, people try to get in there. But I just feel like it's a heavily locked down government site or. uh, Well, see, and there's other things, though, alien stuff there. If you want to talk about aliens, though, in general and the lack of pictures, if if that is something that's happening. Number one, I have multiple thoughts on this. Number one. The government would take your shit in a heartbeat. Like you want to talk about yeah, doxing? but think about think about WikiLeaks and stuff. Stuff gets out there. It's gonna get out there. You you can't stop the signal, yeah. as they say on Firefly and Serenity. <laughs> you can't. You just can't. It's the way the internet is nowadays. If somebody posts it, somebody's gonna screen cap it. Somebody's gonna share oh, yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. I, but I'm also relatively sure that if you fuck with the wrong people you're gonna get killed but there's all these different things though too like there was this i I read this story a couple weeks ago there was a guy issuing threats to uh i think trump and i know jared kushner on twitter threatening their to kill them because they were uh, threatening to kill jared kushner because he was jewish threatening to kill trump because he was a jew sympathizer on twitter and then he was bragging about it i've issued these threats no one's here Took him four weeks before, uh, before a Secret Service or FBI or somebody showed up to arrest him and interrogate him. But for like four weeks or something, I think it was four weeks. It might have just been a week. I think it was four weeks. So <laughs> I don't have the story in front of me. Sorry, guys. Don't come here for for real information. But you can look the story up. It took a long time. It'll take you one to four weeks, apparently. To one to four weeks week. of issuing threats before somebody's like, "Hey," and it's also like that Joe Rogan bit from his 
special about when that guy broke into the White House. Yeah. And you, you in your mind, they're going to have all these security measures. And you would never jump you. Right. You're going to get hit by laser beams or whatever, you know, this, or dogs, snipers, nothing. The guy ran around the White House for like 15 minutes before they before they got him. No. Oh, so it's insane. not like the movie. Everything is so much more efficient in the movies. I remember there was a. That's how it is. Also, it? I think it was a Will Smith movie called Enemy of the State. And I barely yeah. remember. The only thing it I remember about Smith it is movie. how quickly uh, and efficiently the team worked to recover. And I don't remember anything other than they were after him for some reason. I that's don't know how, why. That's how born identity. Right. It's just like immediate. Everybody's on their job. But that's I think like, it's I think Avengers is more accurate when he's like that man is playing Galaga. I think that's a more accurate take yeah. <laughs> on our people who work in the government. Like <laughs> It's more people playing Galaga than it is people that are, you know, like, oh, if I do this, this and this, I can track him here and we'll pinpoint a signal. We could have a team on site within four minutes. Well, yeah. Government employees. Not right. <laughs> not good. Uh, not good. Especially especially the lower down you get. Right. The but, further you get away from federal employees, the worse yeah. it is. Yeah, I've, I have some firsthand experience yeah, with that. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I, man, I like that one movie. Uh, did you see that Jodie Foster movie, Contact? No. Based on a Carl Sagan book. That was pretty cool. Man, my allergies are really acting up. Sorry, guys. That was a pretty cool movie about, um, uh, about <laughs> alien, <laughs> alien contact. Trying, dude. What are you trying not to sneeze? You got to hit the pause button. Yeah, I was trying to. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, it, it's all good. Uh, did you see that Jodie Foster movie, though? Contact? No. Oh. I still haven't. That was. <laughs> in the last. They got. Here's what I remember. I saw it. I saw it in the theater. And like, basically, they were sent these coordinates and they were talking using math. They I'm were like, talking using maps? Math. Oh. Because it's like that line from Mean Girls, math is the same in every language or whatever. So that's how these aliens were communicating. Well, that's how this the um, wow signal is yeah. numbers. Yeah. So uh, anyway, and they give her these coordinates or through this communication. They tell her how to build this ship and all this stuff. And I honestly don't remember how it ends or whatever. I, I would rather Jake Busey is like a bad. There's this whole subplot. First of all, I don't know who Jake Busey is. Number Gary two. Busey's kid, real big teeth. You well, I assume if you're... He's in the Frighteners. You remember Frighteners? I've seen Frighteners. Oh, we're going to watch the Frighteners. Michael no, J. Fox. No, we're not. Peter Jackson movie before Peter Jackson was big. Listen. What? I know that you read IMDb in your free time. I, just, I, saw, I, I saw, saw Frighteners in the theater. I still don't <laughs> A lot of people know. saw the Frighteners. Steve will back me up on this. He was there with me. I still don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, Jake Busey, there's this whole subplot that was just... It was stupid because it just kind of delayed the inevitable, which like he... I think he was like a, a, a dogmatic conservative Christian or something. And so he blew up or he like sabotaged the initial launch or something. Huh? And because, you know, uh, he didn't want people to go into space or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> what it I don't, was. Like, I don't want you your kids going to space. It was to add drama. But I remember at the time seeing it and I was just thinking like, we could have just skipped all that because we know she's going to get to space. You know, it didn't really. It's not your like kids in your space conquests. Yeah, I, just, I don't remember what it was, but it, it was it was bad. What they were doing was bad, according to him. All yeah. right. So should have hired Paul Reiser. He he's all for people going to space. Paul Reiser. Didn't what, you see aliens? aliens? Oh, OK. That's what you're talking about. Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Alien is 40 years old this year. OK, so shut the fuck up. And <laughs> Alien is 40 years old. And uh, uh, friend John, co-host of Sean Knobs and Boomsticks, gave me. A steelbook copy. Of, did he of four, buy? Did he buy too many? He did accidentally buy <laughs> one too many for some reason. I don't really that's care what the of, reason is, though. That's one of John's personality quirks. <laughs> he accidentally buy, he, but he gives them to me. So yeah, keep it up. To keep accidentally buying the same movies twice. <laughs> it's like it's a super cute personality quirk. And sometimes he buys the same movie intentionally because if it comes out with a new steelbook, he'll just buy the new steelbook. He likes to ha he likes steelbooks. But anyway, but it's a 4K copy of Alien. And that's one of my all-time favorite movies, one of the greatest horror movies ever made. So that's, that's actually really cool. All right, but I'm actually going to be talking about... Wait, was, do you want me to pause it? I'll just pause it. All right, sorry about that. We're back. Uh, I had the sneezes. So I am going to be talking a little bit about one of my favorite directors, Kevin Smith. Oh, yay! 
who uh, wrote and directed a lot of movies that I, I enjoy, most of them coming out in the 90s. He, of course, uh, created Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. You should have reached out to him, see if he'd be on the podcast. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I, I, I will do that one day. For now, I'm just going to kind of do a little history. This is uh, from a few different articles on the internet here. Uh, one of my sources is The Guardian. There's a, This is actually written by Kevin Smith. Uh, Wikipedia, as always. I'm sorry, he um, wrote about himself? Yeah, he wrote a he wrote a column, I'm, I'm sure at their request. Oh, yeah, um, probably. Mental Floss. And well, let's see, I thought I had another one on here, but it's not popping up now. So, okay, so uh, Mental Floss and The Guardian, it looks like, are my main sources that I need to cite. All right, so Kevin Smith worked in six convenience stores in New Jersey from 1989 to 19... 19- 93 and that's of course where clerks came from that's like an average of six months at each store (laughs) he said it was an appealing easy job like being a bartender puts you nominally in charge and people have to socialize with you and uh and one of those stores was the one they used in clerks oh and so he actually was applying to work at the rst video and, (laughs) and he got that job but the owner asked him Hey, if if I'm shorthanded at the convenience store, can you cover me cover the convenience store sometimes? And he said, yeah. And all right, so he it, when he was 21, he saw Richard Linklater's movie Slacker, which is the first Richard Linklater movie I actually saw as well. And it's kind of like a day in the life of this kid, but it's not just the kid. It's just like I think it's like shot all around Austin, Texas, if I remember correctly. That's the guy from Bernie. So Richard Linklater. Yeah, but he so he directed one of my favorite movies, which is also like a day in the light is Dazed and Confused. Yeah, that's he good did that. Movie, though. He did. Um, I don't think he did. He do Almost Famous. Who did Almost Famous? Oh, I can't remember no, if that was him or not. That's Chris. Is that Cameron? Chris Cameron. Cameron Crow. Cameron Crow. Oh, okay. Chris, I get those guys confused. Dolphinson. No, Cameron Crow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Cameron Crow. But Dazed and Confused, and I thought there was another one he did that I really liked, and now I can't think of it. <sighs> Um, anyway, so he saw Slacker and he said that that showed him that movies didn't have to blow up the Death Star. They could just be a snapshot of where you were in life. They call them slice of life. Slice of life movies. That's what they call that. Yeah. And uh, he said clerks came out of a demand for representation. There was a time when that world of dead end jobs didn't exist in the movies, when pop culture wasn't the culture, when you didn't see people who talked in movie quotes. That is very true. I can attest to that. And this is one of the reasons that clerks, I mean, got so popular is uh, a lot of the stuff he was he was doing is just kind of how people talked at the time. Yeah. Talking in movie quotes that really that's very you. that didn't happen in movie. You didn't see that in movies a lot. But now you see it in movies all the time. You know, you look at Endgame. They rattle off a list of like 10 time traveling movies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they didn't really used to reference other movies in movies. It, it was a rare thing back then. That was quite a spoiler. All right. So you had the main character, Dante. Uh, the slacker trapped, but thinks he's meant for something else. That was based on Kevin Smith. And then uh, the Randall character was based on his friend, Brian Johnson. He was his friend who worked with him at the quick stop and RSD video. Uh, he said uh, he didn't give a fuck what anyone thought. He would fight with people, make fun of them to their face. He was the guy I secretly wished to be. I was going to play Randall, but then I realized I couldn't memorize dialogue. So I took the role that had none. Silent Bob. And <laughs> Brian O'Halloran played Dante. So this film was mostly funded by credit cards. And um, he said before he even thought of this movie, uh, him and his friend Brian had a contest to see who could could get approved for the most credit cards. He said, I was ahead. I had 12 to his five, but I never did anything with them. Uh, He says, because my Irish Catholic family thought they were the devil's work. They sat in a box in my underwear drawer, but he remembered them when they started working on clerks. So he ran up debt uh, up to he ended up funding the movie twenty seven thousand five hundred seventy five dollars is how much uh, he made clerks for basically. Oh, that's really cheap. It's incredibly cheap, and eventually the budget got run up to like sixty thousand because once it actually got picked up by a studio, they they wanted to change things. One of the things was the fact. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> one of the things was all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm so allergic to my cat. I don't know what to do. 
all of a sudden they could get uh, licensed music. So that was the the licensed music alone was probably more than the cost of the movie itself. Was it the Berserker song? No, it was more, you know, the Alice in Chains and Soul Asylum had a great soundtrack, great 90s soundtrack. But yeah, uh, good stuff. All right, so he shot the movie in 21 days. Oh, wow. At the uh, quick stop. Uh, the reason that the shutters are clo- are, are gum shut is because they had to film at night. Right. So that was, they used that little uh, trick. So he would close the, the store at night at like 1030 and then they would set up to film. So that's not unlike what he did in uh, Zach and Mary make a porno where they would film. Is that his movie? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was a Kevin Smith movie. Really good one too. Underrated one. But they would close the coffee shop. Right. At night. And do their and, and film their porno there, which I'm pretty sure he got that idea from clerks because he thought he, he said people thought they were filming a porno in the store because they would close the shutters. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, bringing in all these cameras and everything. I didn't realize that was a Kevin Smith movie. Oh, yeah. Zach and Mary. Yeah. Well, that explains the casting. Yeah. I mean, that's why. That's why Jason Muse is in it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that Jason Muse is a weird choice. <laughs> but that explains a lot. Yeah. Huh. Um, mm. All right. So uh, they premiered the movie in a theater. Uh, well, they screened it at the American Film Market. There was like hardly anyone there. And he said, he said, I watched my $27,575 playing up on the screen. First 15 minutes was the only time I was worried, thinking, what have I done? And then I relaxed and thought, you saw Slacker here in the same movie theater. In a little over two years, you've gone from watching someone else's movie to watching your own, which is a pretty cool thought to have. Even it's if it's awesome. not. Yeah. Even if it's not. a. However, uh, one of the few people in the room. That what that hadn't actually worked on the movie is a guy named Bob Hawk, who worked with the selection committee at Sundance. Uh, he only went to see it because it had a crappy picture in the catalog, and this is all Kevin Smith I'm quoting here. Had a crappy picture in the catalog, and he felt sorry for us, but he thought it was fantastic and recommended we submit it to Sundance in 1994, where it was a breakout hit, and Miramax bought it for two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars. So that's, awesome. that's a huge turnaround. Now this is this is where uh, I came in is. Uh, well, not into the movie, but this is where I was introduced to it, kind of. Is, you're like, and then there's that. <laughs> and then I, I made a cameo. <laughs> you're like, one there's of the that deleted scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, uh, so on the E! Entertainment Network used to actually run like shows, like, and they would have shows kind of like Entertainment Tonight and stuff, right? Like based on entertainment. It wasn't just like the Kardashians ass network or whatever it is now. Uh, I don't think that's, I don't think that's it. It's Kardashians ass network. And yeah. So they would actually run so. entertainment news and I would come home from Taco Bell at like four in the morning and turn that on and they would be rerunning it. They you would run in the, I don't know, probably like I six Taco o'clock. Bell for Mother's Day meal. That sounds great. I'll continue now. <laughs> <laughs> you could have held that thought and remembered it later and then been like, I want Taco Bell now. But instead, <laughs> hey, listener. like a th- much like a three year old <laughs> just had to get it out there. And, hey, listener, that's the kind of mother I am that for my Mother's Day meal, I would like Taco Bell. I, I made you pancakes. Don't you act did. like it was your only meal. You did. It was not your only meal. He did. He made me pancakes and, and he put peanut butter chips in them as well as chocolate chips. Yeah, peanut butter, chocolate chip pancakes. So Cause that's what you like. I'm pretty spoiled. I don't like those. I just like traditional pancakes because I'm boring. Yeah, he um, is. I don't even remember what I was talking about now. Oh, I was watching E! Entertainment and they would rerun their entertainment news show that was a lot like the Entertainment Tonight show, which I don't know if that still exists. Probably not. Uh, We don't have TV. But they were reporting on Sundance, as they did, and they were talking about a movie that uh, was that had been slapped with an NC-17 or an X rating, essentially, simply because of the language in the film. So my ears immediately perked up. You know, I was, <laughs> what was this, 94? So I was like 17. I was like 13. I was like 17. Uh, yeah. Uh, Work until 4 a.m. at 17. Is that, yeah. That's not illegal. The, yeah. A lot of, <laughs> did, did you always work to when you were scheduled at Dairy Queen? Well, that one time I didn't. My mom pulled me out by my Well, arm. my mom liked the money I brought home, oh, so yeah. she didn't care. Uh, so anyway, <sighs> they, uh. They talked about this movie, and so I, I was listening in and, you know, got the name of the movie, and that's all I had. 
clerks. I knew it was black and white, and I knew that they were contesting and X-rating with no nudity and no violence. Wow. And I was so, yeah, 17-year-old Sean was like, what is this? What is this? So I kept an eye out for this this movie. What's this? (laughs) Yeah, that was me. And and, uh, so it did well over there. It had a, I looked for it in theaters. It had a theatrical role. What's over there? Sundance. Oh, okay. And uh, they released it in October of 94. And I guess it was never playing in more than like 50 theaters. So I never saw it in theaters. Even though I was looking for it, it never had like a wide release. However, it came out on video the following spring of like 95. I think in like May and of 95. that's when it blew up. And I was at the, and I was at the video store multiple times a week renting and returning stuff i we all, all were the, man yeah not, not uncommon not an uncommon practice in 1995 and i would of course uh take uh, steve and i would both go up there and, and pick out movies and stuff and i remember showing him the box when i when i found clerks and i was always looking for it and it showed up there and i was like dude we got to get this movie and i'm showing him the box and he's looking at it and he's he's like is this movie black and white and i'm like Yes, you know, it's a low budget movie, but listen, he's like, I don't want to see a black and white movie. He was contesting my like he always Steve always argues with me. I <laughs> I could have a billion dollar idea and Steve would be like, I don't know about that. <laughs> He'd be like hurricane in <laughs> hurricane. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, uh so I could we're I'm like, we're renting this. Fuck you, you're an idiot. Like and so we so we go back to his house. And we're both just laughing our asses off. We watched it like twice in a row. And we were just dying. We hadn't laughed that hard in a movie since I don't even know when. I don't know what movie had really stood out and made us laugh that hard up to that point. And uh, and then over time, it kind of it got bigger. It was still very much a cult thing. I owned it when we met. So on tape. Yeah. Well, yeah, by then, especially. But anyway, so. Then it's he was like, then. he was like the hot thing, right? Kevin Smith was like the hot director. So he goes on to direct this movie, Mallrats, which you may have heard of. Do you like Mallrats? It's fine. I don't like it as much as you do. Mallrats is a fantastic film and also very funny. Um, so wait a minute, I feel like I got my years mixed up here because that says that came out in 95. I feel like I'm giving bad news here. Sorry, guys. I think it was I suppose I think it was 94 that Clerks came out then. And I'm just fucking up. That's what I get for going by my memory. Which yeah, is what Sean I've been doing. Didn't, Sean didn't take notes this week. Wait, no, it says it came out in 94. How could you did you turn a movie out that fast? Now I gotta like double check my shit. Maybe I, I was Welcome correct. to Couple Goals, where we uh, <laughs> uh we do it all live for you every week. But yeah, it, it did. It came out on video May 23rd, 1995. Well, that's had, video. But still, that's that's still an impressive turnaround if Marats literally came out the next year. Yeah, um, but that's you have to realize that's video. That's not when he recorded, like when he so made a, it. So a year, I guess a year after he released Clerks, uh, Marats came to theaters. Came out on October 20th, 1995. So that is accurate. So I thought in that short time from May to October of 1995. He had built a fan base. Yes, because no. I have never uh, like in my Too mind. Soon. I always think that if I've heard of something that everyone has heard of it no. is always by thinking because I'm just because like, I know I don't have any sort of special access to earth. You know what I mean? I don't have early access to anything, too, but that's not true. Right. But I always felt like that. I was like, oh, man, I know about this. Everybody knows about this. It's amazing. It's great. Right. So I get a girl to go with me to see Mall Rats. What's her name? Her name was Heather. Are you getting a hunter down? Where does she live? Uh, she lives in Akron or she used to live in Akron. That dumb bitch. Listen, she was into black dudes. I had no chance. <laughs> I had no shot with this chick, but I was still trying. <laughs> so I get her to go see this movie. And we go there. It's Friday night. It's opening night. We go to the theater in it's off of Arlington in the Interstate 14, I remember. And it's literally <laughs> you just hung up that I was on a date in 1995 that went nowhere. You want to know what's funny is whenever I talk about any past boyfriends, Logan's always like, you mean daddy? <laughs> kids cannot handle. Our kids are like nothing happened before. Right. Like, what if they have what if we've been married before? Our kids would have been like, no, you were not. That's <laughs> right. This is all they know. They're like deniers. That's their, yeah. They're just like, their no. Previous relationship deniers. Yeah. So anyway, 
take this girl Heather to the movies. No, you did not. And we got a private screening. There was no one there on opening night to watch Mallrats. And I was I was like, there's part of me that was like, this is awesome. But uh, a larger part of me was like, this is terrible. This is not bode well for this new filmmaker that I really love. And I love the movie. She did not like the movie. So it wasn't going to work out anyway. What a dumb bitch. Not only was I not black, but she didn't have any the same sense of humor I did it's at all. It's weird because, you know. I'm black Irish, but that wasn't really her thing. <laughs> that's, not what she, that's, not, that's not what she was looking for. No. Well, he teaches I was, her. I was halfway there. Uh, so, yeah. So I go see Mallrats. It bombs horribly. I fucking love the movie. And Kevin Smith is crushed uh, because they, they they know immediately. It's so weird. They, they know, like, by Saturday if your movie's going to do well. And I guess if it doesn't do well on Friday, it ain't, it's not going to pick up on Saturday. And Did you uh, send him a fan letter to let him know that you saw it and you liked it? No, I did through not. The ma- through I the never mail. sent anybody fan mail. I wrote that one letter I told you about to crisscross, but I never yeah. mailed it. <laughs> I never sent like a fan letter. Uh, so anyway, fast forward to 1997. And he has written another movie. It's called Chasing Amy. And yeah, I see that. You saw Chasing. I feel like I've seen all of Kevin Smith's movies, haven't I? Not all of them. I'm sure there's. Did you see Clerks too? Yes. You did. Did you watch with that with Rosario me? Dawson? Yeah. Did yeah. you watch Jersey Girl? I've never seen Jersey Girl. I've never seen Jersey Girl. And okay. I've never seen like you didn't watch Tusk. I watched Tusk. We watched Red State. Yeah, we did. That was good. But I watched Tusk. Um, we didn't watch that new one, Yoga Hosers. It didn't really look like I was the demographic for that. But, uh, so anyway, he puts out, uh, Chasing Amy in 1997 with Joey Lauren Adams and, uh, and, and your boy Ben Affleck, of course, is I in that movie. That yeah. He was also in Mallrats. Yeah. He yeah. was. He sure shit was. So he's back to, uh, now... Mallrats was put out by Uni- it was put out by a major studio, Universal Studios, right? He's in the big time now. It bombs. He gets best sent back to Little League now. He's back with uh, Miramax, which Miramax put out so many great films in the 90s. It's not really Little League, but you know what I mean? It's it's not Right, it's not. It's not Warner Brothers or Universal or whatever. And that's what they did. They put out, you know, they put out Pulp Fiction, they put out a ton of great movies. Yeah. Uh He's back to he's back to 90 classic league. So it had a budget of uh, 250000 and this movie broke out huge, made $12 million at the box office. Jesus. Yeah, so that's that's a huge... I mean, Wait, mi- Chasing Amy? Chasing Amy. Holy shit. It was a very I big n- I had no idea it did that well. Yeah, that's what brought him back. That's what brought his career back into... That's what really, really made Kevin Smith. Like, Clerks got him on the map. He thought Mallrats wiped him off the map, and then Chasing Amy brought him back I can't believe time. he thought Mallrats... I like Mallrats... They must have done well in home video, maybe. It did. It's it's one. Yeah. yeah, it did very well in home video. Because everybody knows ball rats, I thought. Right now, everybody. I does. mean, I've already anyway. Yeah. Like of a certain demographic. Right. So that movie brought him back, and, and thankfully, and it's a really good movie. I remember, and, and Steve and I went to go see that. I think we were living in Memphis at the time. Let me see when it came out. No, we weren't in Memphis yet. It came out April fourth. Maybe I don't know if that was the wide release or not. But anyway, I remember Steve and I going to see it. And uh, two women walking out of the movie, which I thought was funny because there's some pretty. Uh, they just left. There's yeah, there's some like sexual during a scene. I don't know if they, I think they're talking about kind of lingus or something in something in great detail and, and that Kevin Smith style. Where, yeah. <laughs> you know, where yeah, he, he's no whole barred. I've seen Chasing Amy. He, and it's funny because he never struck me as trying to be edgy with it. You know what I mean? It's it's not like it, it's more just. It people sounded more like the way people talk to it's each more other. More people talking, and yeah. that's just how people in our generation talk to each other. Yeah, in such sexually explicit ways, and it wasn't in an effort to gross somebody out or, or shock somebody. It was that's how we talked. I don't know why. That I still say things that gross you out, though. And you I don't, sure should do. <laughs> I don't mean to. I'm just why not? Why not be open and honest about things? Yeah, you're gross. But anyway, he went on to do Dogma. And and clerks I like too. Dogma. I watched Dogma a lot. When that was it came a good movie, out. and we saw that when it, it came out in theaters. I was able to overlook the fact that Ben Affleck that was ben in Affleck it. Ben Affleck was in it. <laughs> that was a fun movie. Uh, 
what else? and then recently well now he well the jay and silent bob was a huge hit which i thought was one of his weakest movies it wasn't I did, as funny, yeah i didn't think it was that great but, but I, it, it did I really well it. and it, it's a fun movie i've watched it multiple times again i've seen it i've yeah, seen it multiple times uh, i didn't really think it was that great but i watched it multiple times I so liked, i mean i liked it enough they're working on a sequel to that right now good that's where I mean, good for him that's where kevin smith is at and he's reunited the animated much. series clerks the animated series my oh my god favorite tv shows of all times yeah, that's available for streaming on. It's got six episodes. Is that's that on it. Hulu? I don't know if it's on Hulu. I don't know. You can we buy it on Vudu or Amazon it. Prime. It's, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Really funny. Ahead of its time show. So far ahead got, of its time. That was one of those things, too. That it, it just Baldwin. got canceled and put, a, put away by ABC. So it did, never got a chance, really. Right. It was fantastic. But uh, another thing about Kevin Smith, he's a big, he's a big comic book guy. He always has been. That's what you well, know. You got that show now. You have all those. Re- yeah, well, comic book men. I guess you would know that from that. But yeah, he's always been a big comic book guy. And then, dude, the, the, I think one of the one of the cultural touchstones of Clerks is that conversation about Empire and Jedi because that was that was how we talked about stuff back then and it, everything related to Star Wars and like Indiana Jones somehow. I mean, he still has he still has all all of that. He has an Indiana Jones. He has a Temple of Doom reference. Yeah. In Clerks animated series, he has. Yeah. He has his uh, Beverly Hills Cop references. Yeah, he's got his. Does this? Uh, he's like when they get locked in the freezer. He's like, did, I, did you already make a Hoth reference? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's and that, that I think show is I, so great. One of my favorite things that we always reference is that when he, they do the the uh, anime style segment when they run out of. Oh budget. my god, <laughs> who is driving? Bear is driving. How, how can, can that, that be? be? Uh, like that's and that's, just, that's how anime looks to me though. It's just it's nonsense. It's flashy. It's weird. And that's. that's oh. Careful of midgets. <laughs> like, that's such a fucking great show. Yeah. Like, it's it's literally six episodes. Right. Find it. Watch it. I recommend buying it just because it's six episodes, dude. Yeah. We own it on disc as well as digitally. It's great. Uh, well, yeah. And Chasing Amy, they actually play comic book artists. The main characters, Jason Lee and, and Ben Affleck. But everybody's coming back for Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, basically, is, is what I've read. Like, anybody who had even just a small part. The kids who are outside the quick stop in Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, what's the first one called? Is it called Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know what the new one's called. So in the original, there's these two kids that kind of kickstart the movie. They're talking to Jay and Silent Bob, and they're the ones who tell them that they're making a Blunt Man and Chronic movie. Yeah. He got those same two kids. They're adults now, obviously. Yeah. And to to be in the movie and stuff like that. So it's it's the big name actors. Dude, I you got Joey Lauren Adams back, even though, you know, they were dating at the time when they made movies together. Yeah. And obviously they're not. Now. I feel like anybody who's worked with Kevin Smith likes him. Right. You know, you never hear a bad thing about the guy. Nah. He's like the dime bag Daryl of the film industry. He's oh, just, great. Someone's going to fucking shoot him in the face. That's not what that means. Well, that's, <laughs> what I took, that's what I took out of that's it. Not, that's not at all what I meant. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, excuse me. Just, I have a there's, there's like no bad stories about that dude out there. Uh, he, he had a heart attack like a year or so ago. And he wouldn't show his penis. He wouldn't show his penis to the uh, they wouldn't take his pants off because <laughs> he, he was having a heart attack. He's like, oh, I don't want to show you my penis. He's like, he a, I'm Irish Catholic. I don't show my penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has. And he, he did. Uh, he doesn't really do stand. He does like spoken word. And I've never attended one, but a couple of, of our friends have, and they say they're always great. And I've, I've seen them on video, and they are. That dude is very verbose. You, we watched him recently on Stephen Colbert, and I think Stephen Colbert got to ask one question, and then Kevin Smith just talked the rest of the time. <laughs> like, dude, we watched him reacting to the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, and he is just like you. <laughs> like me? Yeah. Like, I feel like if you talk to him... Like if he was on our podcast, I would just sit that one out. <laughs> like it would just be you guys because of because of the shit we nerd out over. Yeah, we do. We nerd out like over the same stuff. He was like, "Oh, oh, he has cry eyes." And then he was like, "All right, let's watch it again." <laughs> That's like me. that was Sean. Sean watched the Far From Home trailer like five times. Yeah, and was just like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch it again real quick." Just like, "Hey, what are you doing right now? You just want to watch it again real quick?" Like that's. And I watched the uh, the Rise of Skywalker trailer one time. Yeah, it's and not... then that was, I, that's how bad that looks. That I, I only watched seen it once. It, I've seen it twice because it was playing before Endgame. Yeah, so I had to see it a second time. So and I've watched, like, I've watched it since then. But normally, when I watch a trailer, I immediately watch it again. 
and that the new Star Wars movie was not one of those. And that's that's made me sad. This is like the first time I've seen a Dude, Star Wars trailer and I didn't immediately watch of it trailers, again. The It 2 trailer. Whoa, I'm so excited. That looks real. I like that I'm trailer. I'm so excited. So that looks really good. You're the you're the It fan. I the am house. the It fan. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, I cannot wait. I'm just excited that you're excited to go to a movie because you don't even like going to the movies ever. I have to like drag you by. I don't like going to the movies. Yeah. That's because you get bed bugs from the chairs. That's not. <laughs> you're the one who told me that. <laughs> Okay, but that's not every theater. That's certain theaters. Yeah, well, that's why we go to the nice theaters. <laughs> certain theaters in, you know, uh, neighborhoods lower income to bed, neighborhoods. To bed bugs. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's why I don't like going to the theaters because you told me that you can get bed bugs from I said that the years ago. Yeah, it only takes one time. It doesn't matter when. <sighs> I've got mine I'm... like a steel trap when it comes to bed bugs. <laughs> also, you had a husband who did bed bug work for seven years. So constant exposure to bed bugs, uh, speaking. You were the ultimate, like you would get naked in the garage and put your clothes directly into the dryer. To well, yeah, I didn't want to get bed bugs. But right. my point is, when when you think about it, your your level or your potential for exposure, or actually, no, I, I did have exposure to bed bugs, but your potential to get, get bed bugs, I'm sure that increases by how many times you're exposed. So the fact that I was exposed to bed bugs three to five times a week and never brought them home should tell you that it's it's, it's not that easy to get bed bugs. Well, yeah, not when you get naked in the garage and put your I didn't do that up. every time. Only when I was doing like heavy bed bug work where they would like fall off the ceiling sometimes because some people were so disgusting. All right, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. We're done. Uh, so we got we got John Wick two, three. Sorry, John Wick three this week. We're yeah. going to go see that Friday. I have I have all kinds of events this week, too. I have uh, networking Tuesday and Thursday. I was going to give a shout out to a uh, friend of the show, patron, Matt. Mike, yeah. Who uh, took me to go see Hellboy for the last time. I was hyping Hellboy. It was so funny because you were like, uh, I'm not sure I want to see it again. And then you went to I go see it I didn't want to spend again. money on it again, but he and offered then, to buy my ticket. So then you went to go see it again with Matt. Yeah. And then you've been like... That Hellboy's so much better than all the other Hellboys. <laughs> ever since you saw it, you it's were all so like, good, I'm dude. Not, I'm not sure I want to go see it again. But anyway, you went to go see it for the third time, and it's all you fucking talked about. You had the so you had good. the soundtrack on right before we started recording. It's so good, it's got a metal soundtrack. It's, it's so good. I will say though, so I've seen Hellboy one and two, like the originals, a lot because as we've figured out, I apparently know a lot about Hellboy. <laughs> you have watched him a lot because uh, I used and, to have him on all the time, and. You had Hellboy one on the other day before you went to go see it with Matt. And or maybe it was after, but help the newest Hellboy, his form with the full horns. Yeah. So much cooler in the new one. Yeah. He just looks so much cooler. They did a better job with the makeup. And it's funny because I didn't think they did it first. Well, I don't I, I, I don't like, like his mouth. I like the, I like the new makeup a lot now. I really hate his mouth because he doesn't have lips. Yeah. Like they didn't give him any kind of lips. They just it like curls directly into his mouth. Yeah. And I don't like that. Like I miss his lips. You miss those red, delicious Hellboy those lips. Red, delicious, <laughs> those luscious Hellboy lips. <laughs> and uh, those nice plump Hellboy lips. But they didn't give him any lips. Like his mouth just curls directly into his teeth. I don't notice stuff like that. And but his his horns are so like his full true form with his crown and everything. Yeah. So much fucking cooler in this new movie. Yeah. What did Matt think of the movie? He liked it. He didn't like it as much as I did, but he enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not that good. The Baba Yaga scene could have been cut. <sighs> I love the Baba Yaga scene. It's funny because yeah. I think it could have been shorter, but I don't know what I would because I love everything about it now that I know I'm not getting a sequel. I'm glad I got to see all the things I saw. But yeah, I they could have cut like, some that, stuff. The house that the Baba Yaga was in was really cool. Yeah. Like, all that whole scene with the Baba Yaga, though, that's such a great. I think that I think instead of making a movie, they should have made a Netflix series out of it. Yeah, hopefully we'll still get one. I think it would have just been cooler. Well, plus, because there's so much lore in the Hellboy comics, right, it would have just looked cooler because the the one the cool thing about Hellboy in the comics versus like Marvel or DC is the fact that that each story is is self-contained. I mean, there is like an overarching plot. You know, at the end of the world, yeah. but they kind of touch on that. But they can just do little self-contained stories. Oh, also, we watched Russian Doll. That was good. That was good. If you haven't watched it, I recommend watching that. I was just trying to shout out Matt and say thank you oh. for buying my ticket. Shout <laughs> out to Matt. Uh, thanks for buying my ticket. I had a really good time. 
and we've got a private screening. Also, thank you for just going to see it because it's nice when people when I hype something and somebody listens and is like, all right, I'll check it out. And he didn't like fall in love with it or anything, but he, he spent money on it. Well, my ticket as well. To go and yeah, cool. and and uh, he, he didn't hate it, so that's 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 a win. I, I put the <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a cool patron. That's a win. Uh, and man, I, but yeah, I'm just really mad that it bombed because I, I really liked it and I don't understand why nobody went and saw it. And but we went and saw base. We basically saw it out of the main theater. It's this weekend. It's at the Dollar Theater already. It only opened in April 12th, so a month ago. But That's it, it picked a bad time to open two weeks before Endgame and like a week after Shazam. That was it was looking all, like the devil at Easter. Not a good idea. Looking like the devil at Easter. Not and the idea. fact that uh, I guess there's just not a big Hellboy audience yet, even though he's been out for 25 years in comic books. Maybe, maybe he just needs more time. I don't know what what the deal is. Uh, but yeah, that they just didn't show up in droves. It's a shame. But you know what? I got three. I, Hellboy, I got three good Hellboy movies. Which is, if you'd have told me in 1996 that you're going to have three Hellboy movies. You've also had multiple Tick series. Right? The Tick, that's, you I mean. You only had the one Mac series, though. So, yeah. But that's creator-owned, and a lot of that is Sam Keith. Uh, Just too. sitting on it. Yeah, he, he could be writing the Max, but he doesn't want to. He wants to do other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but so I am super great. When I when I think about it, and I, I think about the creator, Mike Mignola, he, I hope he doesn't feel like, oh, man, nobody like, dude, he's he's been so successful. Single. I, I think it's the single most important creator owned comic book character of the last 30 years. Like the, it's uh, it's one of the best written, one of the best concepts. And it, it has had an impact on other writers and artists. And he got he, he got three fucking movies. And I, I honestly, I really firmly believe this new Hellboy is going to be a video hit. Like, it's just it has to be because it, it's it's gory. It's funny. It's got that dark, dry sense of humor that I love. It's got action, just moves. There is no character development time, but it's OK. There's so much other stuff going on. It, it just makes it OK. I could talk you know about what, though, all day, though. like Resident Evil doesn't have any character development and people don't seem to mind that. We're Fast and the Furious. I'm guessing doesn't have yeah. any character development whatsoever, judging from the trailer dialogue that I've seen. That's what I mean. Like, there's. I'm gonna save the I, world again. Yeah. Trump. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I was just thinking of it. I compare Hellboy more to like the Marvel movies <sighs> because the, the Marvel movies clearly have a lot of character development, but you don't have to. <coughs> Sorry. As DC has proven, Cats you, you can just me. have these super thin characters like Aquaman just take their shirt off. Hellboy is topless. Maybe I'm plugging this wrong. You know what? Hellboy's topless. He, he's ripped. Maybe, maybe Dude, if they would have focused on like, that. He's like Sheriff Hooper or whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't want to see him shirtless. So, yeah, we watched Russian Doll. That was very enjoyable. I liked that. Yeah. We saw Russian Doll. That was good. And, um, and Barry. I think I talked about Barry last week, but you, get, you yeah. should watch Barry. It's really good. HBO. Barry's good. But that's... Russian uh, Doll's good. Uh, Game of Thrones, not good. <laughs> Game of Thrones, something, is, something bad. I, I love. It's funny. It's like I'm, you know, I've been watching Game of Thrones for four or five years. I'm all caught up in everything, but I'm never. I'm not a huge fan of it. So yeah, something happened this season. Well, I just think it's funny though, because there's a lot of Twitter outrage about what's been happening, and it's funny to me no. because. I feel like that's what I look like when I talk about Star Wars, where I'm just infuriated. So I feel their pain. And even though I watch yeah. Game of Thrones, I'm not as invested as they are. So and, however, I'm not a lot of what they're saying is very true or it sounds feasible anyway. I haven't read the books. A lot of the stuff they talk about is from okay, the book. Well, I haven't everybody calmed out about the book shit. But. And how they've changed characters and how that's affected how the how the show is ending and everything. And so I, I feel so your pain, thinly, Game of Thrones fans. It's so thinly written and like like last week's episode had so many plot holes and bad decisions bad decisions and like just i've never understood the way you hit the microphone but <laughs> it's right there my foot's I right just, there it had so many things like just things that aren't consistent with previous character development over the last eight seasons and that's a, that's a lot of the complaints. And that's I, like I said, as a as a hardcore Star Wars fan who feels like these new writers don't understand Luke, Khan and Leia or or just the whole tone of the original trilogy. I just don't. I yeah, I don't I understand this season. 
yeah. season. It's like they got to the end and they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Make super mega happy ending. Boop, boop. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. They're just like, we're done. Did you move that Starbucks cup? I don't know. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Uh, or or not. Or, or not. <laughs> or not. You know what? Whatever. We're almost done. It's yeah, a lot fine. of people are, are picking that, which I didn't even notice it when I watched it. But uh, a lot of people are picking that out to show how little they care because they left the Starbucks so cup on the table. That they it is stopped. weird that nobody like none of the actors. Nobody noticed. No one noticed it when they were filming. It's just not like this season. And it's funny because like. I would think that the season would be the most epic. Right. Because, you know, it's the end. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. It's like season five was the most epic. Yeah. And every season since then has been like kind of not as good. But yeah. If, if you're a Game of Thrones fan and you're currently disappointed, I see, I'm just along for the ride. I'm just like, I don't really care. I, I mean, there's things I would have liked to have seen done and things done differently. But because I'm not invested I just don't care. But I, I feel it from, from the Star Wars point of view where I'm where I'm heavily invested and I can see these terrible, terrible decisions being made. I feel your pain and I am sorry. I am disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed. It's going to be out tonight and it's going to be the penultimate, which means there should be a lot of death. There should be a lot happening in this episode. We'll see. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> we will see because we'll watch it. And that's how we'll know. Yeah. Bitch. Bitch. All right. I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's all I got. Uh, check out some Kevin Smith movies. He's awesome. If you haven't watched him in a long time or if you've never seen him, check them out. They're available everywhere. If you have the Internet, you can find. Make sure you watch Clerk the, Clerks the Animated Series. And outstanding. You don't even have to see Clerks before you watch Clerks the Animated Series. If, if you haven't seen Clerks, though, I mean. What are you even doing? What, like, yeah. Where have you been? Right. And uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> we out. Bye.